Educational Podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. As always, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me is my fabulous co-host, Noah DeGeorge. Noah, how are you today? What do you, What did you just do with your voice? I don't know. I just thought about Fran Drescher, and then I started embodying Fran Drescher, which might not have been the move. Just manifested in this just room. the nanny! Just like ripped <laughs> open my shirt and... Had the nanny just tattooed across my chest. Gross. But how are you today? Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long day. It's been a long year. Yeah, and it's we are in the thick of finals at um, Indiana Wesleyan University. You almost forget. Yeah, I was like, wait, where are we? Um, we're in, <laughs> we're the, in the closet. Like, we're in the thick of finals in the closet, and uh, it would have been later on, but because of COVID, our semester was shortened. Um, yep. Well, I got. I guess we had like an early start and then an early finish so um early all around so we're finishing around thanksgiving time which is next week you know what they say what the early bird gets to go to thanksgiving the early bird gets stressed a week a couple weeks early so yeah that's, that's also cool. true so so we're, we're we're living in the finals world right now and we're trying to forge our way through but i think we're doing a bang up job if i do say so myself we're we're handling things pretty well honestly yeah i feel like i just equipped a monocle i was like if i do say so myself yeah, good chap uh, uh, i like, do believe we're doing well uh, like archibald asparagus all up in here i feel like that's your dream yeah to be archibald asparagus <laughs> yeah. it truly is that's the height of luxury so um this episode will be probably one of our shortest episodes of the season. We're going to be talking yeah, we'll about... we'll see. We've said that a lot. Yeah, we keep saying, it's the shortest episode, 52 minutes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about uh, the best of the best of the year. Not we, the worst. Not the worst. We're not, we're not, we're not like going to yell about Christmas like we did last time. As, as much fun as it was, I think that it's good to end on a note of positivity. Yeah, which is, you know, um, the point of this podcast. I like to go through and just check through every episode if we followed our mission statement that we established at the beginning because guys this is the end of season one of our podcast this is it so noah and i will go our separate ways next forever forever next wednesday um and we, we will not see each other well we might see each other we over might. break but we won't see each other really in enough time to record until next semester and so recording remote is just not worth it's just not going to work so we're we're going to call this the end of season 1 and we'll be back in 6 weeks sounds good so because this is the end of our first season and uh, we're at the quote unquote end of a year we're going to be doing the best of 2020 as i said and primarily movies and music Movies and music. And music. As you said last episode so eloquently, movies and music. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course, yes, of course. Well, we, I'm thinking, though, we like some of the worst stuff might come up just in, like, in passing conversation, I think, with some of these things. You know, you really never know. You never know. What, what, what could come out of these, these two fine gentlemen's mouths? A lot of things. A lot of things. More than you could ever imagine. Yeah, this room is just is just a word vomit city. And my here. my esophagus is just Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> a ladder comes out, <laughs> like a bunch of bubbles and a rubber ducky. Is that a whole person? It's a whole person doing in there. I fit Dick Van Dyke into my mouth. I, I was really worried. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, this is a PG-13 podcast now. But don't worry, it's Dick Van Dyke. I'm sorry to everybody. (laughs) Now listen, let's talk about stuff. Yeah, so our- Let's talk about movies first since we're on the topic of Mary Poppins. Oh, you really want to 
jump to movies first? Let's just jump to movies first. Okay, so um, we have some categories that we'd like to give some awards to. This award means nothing, and you'll never receive anything from us, but you have our word. You do. Um, so for best streaming movie of the year, for each of these categories, by the way, we'll have like a, a main choice and then an honorable mention. So we'll go ahead with honorable mentions first. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're the same for this for this one. Oh, yeah, they are. For streaming of the year. Um, so Noah, on three, uh-huh. our honorable mention is three, two, two one. one. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of ending, ending things. things. Jinx. Jinx. Jinx, Jinx again. again. Jinx again. So, our honorable mention is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. What a wonderful movie that I have absolutely nothing to say about and neither does anybody else. Nobody in this room has anything to say about the movie I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Definitely not Bailey. Oh, thank God. Um, uh, yes, obviously, um, what an absolute um, gem. Um, I think Tenet said it best when that film said, don't think about it, just feel. And I think I'm thinking of ending things. I think I'm thinking of <laughs> this ending is going to get really confusing. Uh, this movie, this Charlie Kaufman movie, um, really embodies the idea of just like if you don't get it, feel it because there's a lot to experience when it comes to this movie. I think that it does, um, like like the way that Tenet, like I said, the worst is going to come up. Yeah, 100%. you know, um, Tenet tries so desperately to say that this movie is more about what it's sh- or more it's more than what it's showing you. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and it's and it really struggles at making me believe that. Tenet. Um, Tenet. Yes. 100%, yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. On the other hand, is something where I think that if you think about it too much, to where you try to connect things in a linear way you're going to miss the you're going to miss the point of the movie yeah you're, it's going to be at a detriment to your experience viewing it if you're trying to answer all the questions for yourselves by the end of the first viewing you're just not going to be able to because you're not experiencing the thing in real time so this is why it warrants repeated viewings um to watch it over and over again i think we've talked about it before so there's not much else to say it's fabulous um a lot of really evocative feelings in it um but let's move on to our main picks yep. so no what is your best streaming movie of the year my best streaming movie of the year goes to drumroll goes to palm springs on what a, hulu what a banger an wow banger palm springs blew me away mm-hmm. it absolutely changed the way it changed the things that i expect from movies that recycle um ideas yeah. and we're in an age where reboots and remakes and long-awaited quote-unquote long-awaited sequels, sequels happen all the time yeah i mean i didn't i didn't realize how many terminator movies there were until uh dark what is it dark fate dark fate until dark fate Ter- came terminator out. dark phoenix terminator dark phoenix wow <laughs> i told you the worst was gonna come up let's not talk about dark phoenix did that come out this year no that was 2019 okay cool um new mutants did that's right anyways um it's it's one of those things where it's like wow we're getting another one of these we got another bad boys yeah. movie we got another terminator movie we got you know all this junk that inside wears, your trunk yes all this junk i'm gonna get you get you in the trunk. hydrated <laughs> okay um and palm springs does this thing where it completely flips a genre on its head it's not just i think that the best way to say it is it's just uh it, it's not just another one yeah it's not you know what i mean like um i'm living the same day over and over again oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh it's like the, the the twist that it has to it are really really important like 
the fact that Miles has been living this day for what upwards mi- of forty years, what might have been forty years when we first meet him, I think that that already, in and of itself, you know, you know, I don't want to see somebody else going about their day and then they say, "What's going on? I'm in a time loop. Yeah. That's crazy." Yeah, I really like that aspect. And then obviously with Chris Emiliotti's character bringing her in, that's a new angle. She's awesome that we've we've not seen before. Where obviously Groundhog Day, it does the thing yeah. and it does it the best. It does it so well. Um, Great. And I think that Edge of Tomorrow does something similar to Palm Springs. Also does where it well. um, someone else knows about the time loop, but they're not in it. Right. Um, I think that that's really cool, and it's a really funny movie. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow is really funny, mm-hmm. um, but it's also very like very serious, and um, I, I think it's really cool. But so Palm Springs, my pick, best streaming movie of the year. Yeah. Bailey, what's yours? Uh, first, special shout out to the scene with the bomb and the cake the best scene in the movie hilarious literally was crying um my stream movie of the year uh comes on apple tv uh an a24 documentary called boys state um boys state follows um if you're not familiar boys state i'm not uh, boys Boy state is um essentially this simulation of a state government and it's by every state in the united states so like we had one who's your boy state and i was a delegate and essentially two boys from every high school in a specific state are nominated um, to go to this like simulated government thing where they have to quote unquote run the state. And um, the Texas boys state the the year previous to this documentary being shot, um, they had infamously seceded from the union. So like their, their state was like, we're seceding from the union. You know what that's, you know what's really funny about that? What Texas every single year I'm not even joking. Like Texas as an actual state every single year, like makes a movement to secede from the United States. And that's where all those boys get it from, you know, that's hilarious. So they're just recycling the same things. Their parents, you know, tell them, which is interesting. Part of the movie is you follow these like three essentially main characters who are finding their own paths in the way that they think politically and ideologically. Um, Steven Garza as a figure is such like an incredible beacon for America because it's just like people, are out there that are this like genuinely good and this genuinely hopeful. And uh, it's an incredible political um, conversation starter, especially in an election year. It's a really interesting thing to watch. And also I went to boy state. So it's cool just to see this like behind the scenes. I had a lot of like nostalgia flashbacks where I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Is it a legit documentary? Oh yeah, it is. Okay. It's not a mockumentary. No, it's a documentary. Interesting. Um, When I say characters, there are these real people um, one of my favorite bits in the movie is like this guy, Steven Garza is running for governor and he had participated in the March for life, like basically like okay. anti-gun. This is in Texas, by the way. Wow. So all the boys were like, we want our guns, give us our guns. And he's like, that's probably, you know, and like, that was like, they dug up dirt on him who, I don't know. It's just such an interesting thing to seeing how these boys worked. Weird. Um, uh, okay. But he's just an incredible figure to watch. Um, so yeah, I recommend Boy State. It's on Apple TV, which All right. nobody has. So. All right, that's true. Um, Noah, let's yes. transition to our next topic. Okay. Um, best theater experience of the year. All right. Well, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I think that like so the first movie that we saw um, after the pandemic had kind of ruined movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, once theaters opened back up, the first movie that we saw was Tenet. Tenet. And 
Being in a theater was nice, but boy, I tell you, that movie was hard to sit through. I think I would have hated the movie more if things were normal this year. Yes. I would have been just so furious at it, but I was like giving it the benefit of the doubt Absolutely. over and over again because it was my first theater experience in like over um five months at that point. Right. And so and at the beginning of at the beginning of twenty twenty, I had started um I had started going to the theater more regularly with AMC A list. And so there were a few movies that I had seen. Yeah. Um however, my honorable mention for best theater experience uh, was The Kid Detective. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw it. It was incredible. I was absolutely shocked by how good it was. I was shocked at how good a movie with such a little budget and such a no-name cast made its way into theaters mm -hmm. and then made its way to Marion, Indiana. Nothing ever does. And made its way into my eyes. And, it was, and his heart. And it was great. Yeah. Um, but my best theater experience this year was Unhinged, yeah, bar none. I mean, we, we referenced the Tenet thing because before watching Unhinged, Noah saw uh, Tenet, and I'm thinking of anything, and, and Eternal Sunshine. So just like these three, so intellectually, <laughs> you know, heady movies, yeah, just something so straightforward and just fun. And man, I was again like I went in with little to no expectations, and I came out satisfied. Yeah, that's the perfect way to. I watch came out that movie. over satisfied, and I know that it's not a great movie, but it's on my top ten list because. 2020 is full of stinkers and uh this one's shown out i think yeah yeah it's a fun movie for sure i've seen it since then but what's your honorable mention so my honorable mention these are both awards movies from the last year's oscars but because i live in marion indiana i don't get to see things when they come out um so they come to marion a little bit later it's just the way it is so the honorable mention i had was jojo rabbit which i saw in january of this year actually both of these are january movies but I, I watched. And they're both 2019 movies. Yeah, which is so weird. Um, but I, it's Jojo Rabbit, just because like, what a joyful experience. I knew that I was gonna love it, but I didn't know I was gonna love it that much. I literally smiled the whole time. I think except, it's a good way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, and except for the one time that I went. Oh. Of course, when you cried. <laughs> yeah, when I cried. Um, I cried. And then I cried because I was so happy at the end of the movie. Just what a joyful experience, like filled me with life and just smiles from ear to ear. Also, let's just let's just mention the fact I think that Jojo Rabbit came out probably half a year too early. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if it came out this year? That would be it would be a storm. Oh my gosh. It's just the perfect election year movie, in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. And like anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But <laughs> go see Jojo Rabbit. Make your own opinions. Yeah, watch Jojo Rabbit. Um sure it's you know VOD. You can run it at Red Redbox or if you have a family video in town like we do, go get it from a video. Um, my favorite theater experience of the year is the 2020 um, Oscar winner, Parasite. Um, yes. I watched it in a crowd full of people in January, and we were all reacting to it real time with like, oh my gosh, like just like exclaiming. And it was just so much fun to watch it with a theater full of people that were so engaged with it and just just loving it as much as I did. What a thrilling experience. All the twists and turns that movie takes, just watching it in a the theater was just absolutely thrilling. Um, yes, if you haven't seen Parasite, what are you doing? Right. You should have seen it a long time ago. There's a, there's a few people that I know that are like, eh, it didn't really live up to the hype. I don't really understand that because it like I've seen it, I think, four times now, yeah. three or four times now. And just every single time, I'm just completely entranced. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so into it. So like, oh my gosh, yeah. what a what a movie! Yeah, it, I, there's nothing about it that's inherently like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, and there's nothing like it in the world. Yeah, I don't know. Everything is just so like it's done so well. It's it, so satisfying. It's so solid. Um, 
you can't really categorize it, which makes it more fun. You're like, what is this thing? And that just, just heightens it so much more. Right. Because you never know where it's going to go. So All, There's so many different facets, and they're so likable. Also, another movie that if it had come out like six months later would have started a you know, absolute 100%. storm. Well, um, if people cared to care about what the movie was about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we're like... I can't, I can't read when I watch a movie. Like, you know, people just don't know how to read subtitles anymore. Whatever. Um, now, now we talked about two 2019 movies. Let's talk about our favorite movies of, of the year. Of the year. Of the year. So, um, no, why don't you go ahead? You've yeah. Already, you've already talked about some of these movies. So, so. my honorable mention, um, this movie was kind of released in 2019 but in um festivals, in, in festivals. so it doesn't really count i, I mean I, I would say this is like right wide release 2020 the, yes wide release 2020 available to Qu- quote unquote wide release right if you're gonna call it wide yeah it's as wide as it got yeah um, wide as a cow it's as wide maybe. as a cow you might say yeah my honorable mention is first cow oh my God. first cow <laughs> was a pleasure oh my it was so delightful i don't understand why movies like this aren't taken seriously that's my biggest thing is if there's not if there's not you know cgi lasers and you know a a beautiful girl and a hot guy yeah then it's like okay well why do you want to make a movie then yeah well this this movie had a cute cow and it had toby jones so (sighs) and put that in your pipe and smoke it toby (laughs) jones is great in it he's wonderful i taste london Um, in these cakes so good cry so like (laughs) I don't know. For people, I would say that most of most of our viewers probably haven't seen it because yeah, I don't not. know a ton of people that have seen it. And right. if you don't know what it's about, uh, it's about two settlers uh, that meet and start making their living um, on one of their uh, famous like biscuit bu- like biscuit, recipes. yeah, butter cake like honey biscuit recipes. Yeah, and they sell biscuits in this town to make a living. Um, but in order to do so, they have to steal milk from the only cow that is in the region because the cow was brought over to America. Um, And it's the only cow in the area. So they have to steal the milk to make these biscuits. Uh, And I don't like that in and of itself is like, you're just like, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. It sounds, it sounds so dull and unengaging, but it's just like, the most pure thing you could ever see. Absolutely, it just brought a smile to my face literally the whole time. If you if you need a hug, yeah. Oh, it feels like a hug. If you need a hug and there's no one around, if you need if you need a hug and you have COVID, and <laughs> watch First and, Cow, and no one can see you. Please watch First Cow. Find a way to watch it. Borrow it from somebody. Rent it from somewhere. Yeah. Don't pirate it, or you could pirate it. <laughs> Don't pirate it because that's wrong. <laughs> Um, shaking, we'll shake our fingers. Shaking at our you, fingers at you wink at the same time. Um. Anyways, it's great. I love it. That's my honorable mention. I know I talked a lot about it. I'm sorry. No, 100. My I my favorite it. movie of the year is The Kid Detective. Yeah. Um. I will synopsize this kind of briefly because it's not too like complex. Essentially, I literally um, know nothing about this movie. Really? I don't know anything. About okay. It. Well, you're about to. I know Adam Brody is in it. Adam Brody's in it. Yeah. And he's great. Um. So in a small town. Um, this boy is kind of the uh, school genius. He's really smart. He's uh, he's their little Sherlock Holmes. And, you know, people will come to him, pay him 50 cents to solve, you know, who took the snack out of their lunchbox and who did this and whatever when he's a kid. Right. So he has this tree house where like people will come and pay him to solve mysteries. Like, where'd my cat go? And stuff sure. like that. 
Um, he grows up to be an adult who's an actual private investigator and the town still knows him and everything. Uh Um, That's Adam Brody. Yes. And so he never leaves the town. Um, And so everybody still knows him as the kid detective, but now he's a private investigator and he's hired to solve an actual murder. Um, That sounds awesome. And it's his, like one of his first like quote unquote serious cases because nobody takes him seriously. But even though he's still like the smartest guy in the entire town, of course um, it is, phenomenal it's so good daniel and i went to go see it in the theater it was just the two of us and both of us were just absolutely boggled at how boggled we were we were were boggled boggled. we were were absolutely kerfuffled (laughs) at how something so great could just pass under the radar and we had a chat with um some of the staff at amc and the lady told us like i think she said she was like uh, what what movie did you guys just see? And we were like, oh, we watched The Kid Detective. And they were like, yeah, really? Did you like it? We haven't heard much about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised that like not more people are talking about this. And she said that three people had bought tickets in the two weeks that it was showing. No way. And I was just, I was so, so, so heartbroken. Because I mean, I know that cinema is not what it is right now. Of course. I mean, that's a given. But this movie in and of itself, small budget, it has no advertising. It's It's so under the radar. I don't know. If you get a chance, go rent it, go whatever. If it's still in your theaters, go see it in theaters uh, safely, of course. Of course, but yes. give this movie your money. It deserves it. Yeah, go see The Kid Detective for goodness sake. I'll go see it. I'd love to watch it again with yeah, you. Yeah, or, you know, rent it or whatever. I don't think it's in cinemas anymore, but um, what is um, in this, you know, really large wave of COVID that we're going through right now? A, a lot, I guess. So um, my honorable mention, the movie I just talked about, Boy State. So go see Boy State. I'd like um, to see it. Watch Boy State. It's a lot of fun and it's really interesting. So Boy State's great. And then my favorite movie of 2020 is uh, First Cow. Um, as Noah said, it's just, it's a hug. It's a hug for an hour and a half and uh, it never gets old. It's just absolutely pure and it's absolutely unassuming. Um, and it's so like, it's just the movie that I needed. I think when I watched it, we watched it on like a an October afternoon and it felt like a warm blanket Yeah, and I wanted a biscuit literally right afterwards and it made me cry. I think the ending is just one of my favorite endings I've seen in a long time. The ending is incredible. Um, when yeah. you first see the cow, it's like spoilers. It's like when, it's like when Steve picks up, thor's hammer in, yeah, right. in endgame we were you, like yeah you first see the cow and you go oh oh it's the first cow he's here <laughs> but that was really something special it's actually a she because milk yes you know how it is you know how it is but, um okay i call everything a he that's true you say that dude i literally say hey can you toss me that guy like, yeah you know how it is it's like a whatever it's like a toilet roll um but Always. yeah anyway that First cow's great, so seek out first cow. Seek out first cow. Seek out first cow. Did you say seek out first cow? Yeah, but I said seek out first cow. I thought you said like <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. Like seek out first no cow. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. No more. <laughs> Thanks to Davin, my scam caller, who sang a song with me once. I, that's a story for another time. I don't Shout know. Shout out, Davin. That's I don't a season know. two story if I've ever heard one. Sure is. Season two, baby coming at you january hopefully yes. um best so we're gonna go back to the music part of this conversation uh what is the best bop well not that year? one what about this one? Oh, right right, right. let's okay. talk about Good that call. so actually as we transition from movies to music let's stop at the tv let's take a pit stop at the tv category. Uh, because i do think that there's a lot of tv that came out um this year that like 
um there's a lot of tv that came out this year that's really good mm-hmm. um devs especially was was one of my sure, favorites I've, I've that, that came about out. it um but not only was there a lot of tv that came out we had a lot of time yeah. to watch tv oh my gosh, oh my gosh. um yeah. i think tv you know was revisited in a way that no one really prepared for yeah who i mean who didn't binge things in of the course. past year like, of course binge a lot of things you well know? yeah and we'll we'll talk about one in a, in a bit i want you to go first okay um yeah for sure um these are my best binges of the year um the honorable mention that i had is actually gravity falls which we started watching recently very recently yes. um and uh i don't know i just think it's the the notion of watching it together during quarantine that's how it started and it's just it was like it was like a way just to help us get through every day um and it was such a a joyful experience um just to be able to laugh together in a time that was kind of just full of frowns uh yeah it's a it's a pure and really like it's very um i don't know it's interesting in a way that's not heavy yeah you know yeah yeah and it's so i mean for people that don't know it's basically twin peaks for kids yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like this wacko location all this crazy stuff is happening and they're unfolding this mystery throughout the two seasons of its run um 20 no 40 episodes in total um and it's just like a really really good time it's all on disney plus um yeah so seek out gravity it was in that era of disney xd shows where people really stopped watching yeah like season four of star wars rebels gravity falls um Um, those two especially were just like right ones that people missed because disney xd started it stopped being relevant yeah 100 100 percent um yeah also great voice cast i mean absolutely jk simmons in the show which anytime jk simmons shows up i'm like oh my gosh i love yep. this guy yep um and my best binge of the year is one that's ongoing and has stuck with me the longest i really don't want it to end which is the hard thing about it but um i'll finish it before the end of the year it's how i met your mother um i'm uh i just finished season seven so out of the nine seasons i am now in season eight um in for a ride i'll tell you what and i literally can't wait to finish it but also i'm sad because it's just kind of followed me through literally all of quarantine i started it in april yeah um it's one of those things where it's like i want to savor it i want to savor every drop so it's hard to call it a binge because it's lasted me this long but like nothing has felt so consistent and steadfast as how i met your mother weirdly yeah yeah, Uh, yeah um and it's just always been there um i really resonate with ted mosby and uh, just to see myself on screen in such a tangible way. Everybody wants to be Ted Mosby. Everybody does, but I think not Ted Mosby. Um, I think Bailey is Ted Mosby. <laughs> um, but, you know, just the more you watch it, the more you love these characters and their adventures and you form opinions. They're like they're like your friends, which I think is... Wait, 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 wait. What? Are you talking to, Are you saying that a, a sitcom about a group of people that all visit the same... Nope. That all visit the same uh, common seating area? No. And no. they're... Are they friends? No, 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 no. Are they cheers? <laughs> Newsflash, I hate friends. How about your mother is is like if friends was good. Yes. Um, and a lot of the archetypes are like mirrored in How I Met Your Mother, but I think they're way stronger in the show because the characters are dynamic. They they're feel not, like real people. They're not just like one note stereotypes that I think friends is abounding in. Um I'm sorry, Isabel. I know you like that show. I'm sorry, Daniel. I know he likes that show. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure he can hear me through the, the wall right behind me. Yeah. I'll be like, Daniel. I just bum, 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 bum. Yeah. So those are my best binges of the year. Noah, what are your best binges of the year? Um, I So we were talking a little bit about like uh, the amount of TV that people watched. Um, and number one 
for I think a lot of people goes to uh, my honorable mention, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, when it came to Netflix, so 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 many people just jumped right on the train and binged all of it. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't completely finish it, even though you've already seen it before, right? What Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it when it was airing. I watched both that and Korra when it was on though te- when they were on television. Um, and I would like to go back and revisit both of them, but I've seen it in its entirety. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as far as like um 2020 everybody jumped on the last airbender it got such a huge resurgence um in pop culture in general now the reason it's my honorable mention and not my my favorite is mostly because um it was a lot of people's favorite doesn't have a ton of significance to me only because it's just so phenomenal it's so great and i i literally so i just finished cora as well um literally last night yeah um and even still i was like well now i want to go back and watch avatar again yeah because i love it um that's my honorable mention but my number one binge of the year was adventure time Mm -hmm. watching adventure time from start to finish now i had i had actually started binging sonic x because that was my favorite saturday morning cartoon and it's on hulu so i started binging sonic x and then i was like in the middle of season two uh, i was like man i remember watching all of this on tv and so i was like you know what i'm gonna pause it and I started watching devs um, after like stopping Sonic X yep. got halfway through devs. And I think that maybe I grew a little bit tired of waiting each week yeah. for a new episode to come out. And it was in like this lull. So I was like, I'm just going to start watching adventure time. I'll get back to devs or whatever. Like, cause we started adventure time at similar times. Yeah. I'm still working through it. I think like, just before I yeah, continue, no, yeah. it's a mental thing when, like, there are two seasons near the, I think, right after the, the, middle. the midway point, so six and seven that are, like... No, it's five and six. Five and six that are, like, 40 episodes apiece. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just so daunted by that many episodes. Which, I mean, they're 10-minute episodes. So it's the same... It's the, it's the equivalent of, like, all of Gravity Falls. Yeah. Like, those two seasons are the equivalent of literally all of Gravity Falls. Um, But, like... I don't know. Just something about it. I was just like, it's so hard to get through. Um, so I have to return to it. But uh, yeah, I, so I stopped, I paused watching devs, um, and just started adventure time casually. And then I finished it. You finished it it quick. I finished it quick, man. I was watching day in and day out and it's a huge, huge show. It's ginormous. It's massive in scope, but also just in like breadth. Yeah. Like it's just so huge. Um, but I loved it. Um, the story's incredible. I know Jake is watching it right now as well. Shut up, Jake, one time. Uh, and he loves it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just phenomenal. And it reminds me, that's the thing is, Avatar reminds me of like going up to Jake's place and like banging out a few episodes and then watching or and then like working on projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Adventure Time was there for me when I was home over the semester and I couldn't see anybody. Yeah. Uh, I was right at the beginning of quarantine before people started like coming back home yeah so i was like i'm just gonna keep going you know um finish the whole thing i love it it's incredible it's got so many facets that i think that people don't give it credit for because it's like oh it's a cartoon network show it's goofy it's kooky it's whatever it's also insanely deep and understands the human experience and just human beings probably better than most shows do absolutely and in an animated way is just something 
it captures something really special. I think there's something special again about analogy and just like child, the childlike wonder with the show, the show takes to show analogy and show um, illusions and that kind of thing to just like real, real events and real, real depravity are so interesting and so incredible. Yeah. Measure time's amazing. All right. Well, that's our TV stuff. I think we'll go through the music stuff pretty quickly because I think so too. There's not a ton to say about it, but we'll be wrapping up with this stuff. So, um, let's start. Let's start big and go small. Okay. Bailey, what's your favorite album that came out in 2020? My favorite album that came out in 2020. What's your honorable mention? So my honorable mention is uh, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, which came out wow 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 um, near the end of the summer. Wow wow wow! Uh, just in, insane. I mean, I have been a, a big Phoebe stan uh, since 2017, Strangers in the Alps. Um, I think that she is a genius. I think that she uh, just really, you know, encapsulates a lot of complex emotions. Um, and I think that she just does it with a, such a deft songwriting ability. Um, and she's just a heck of a storyteller too. Just what a, what a storyteller. And to see her, her, her songwriting and her instruments, instrumentals, and just like orchestration and composition improve in such a way in Punisher is just insane. Like she's grown so much as an artist in the past three years, but she hasn't stopped working. Yeah, She's always doing yeah. collaborations, whether it's Boy Genius or it's a Better Oblivion Community Center with Connor Oberst. She's always doing something. And through all of these interactions, all of these uh, different cross-sections of interest and cross-section of artists, she's like improving her solo stuff as well, which not is to mention, Not to mention, she is, all of it feels real. Yeah. You know, we talk, I, I, when I was looking through albums and stuff, um of 2020 i was like yeah i mean i love this artist and some of some of it just feels forced yeah some of it doesn't feel as real as it used to yeah 100 percent. and maybe that's just me maybe that's just my experience having discovered something a while ago and then holding on to that feeling of when i discovered it mm. um dude bailey's just yawning dude, straight through my talk big yawn i'm so sorry he thinks i'm boring i don't think you're boring it took 12 episodes <laughs> but we're finally here oh no i'm growing bored of this guy um dude, but th- episodes, that's crazy. i think that that's like uh, that's a good way to describe what punisher is is it it just feels still so real yeah a, 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 like a great sequel it's everything we we saw before but more and better so yeah. like um i think i just can't wait for more stuff from her and i um there are some moments on that album that are jaw dropping i'm going to talk about the closer in a little bit that absolutely blew my mind when i first heard it my favorite album of the year came out rather early um it's someday i'll make it up to you by tyson motzenbacher who is a um american singer songwriter uh incredible storyteller captures like phoebe complex emotions and memories so well i mean everything that he writes feels nostalgic and really really paints a picture Uh i mean you really can see the landscapes that he's trying to evoke and tell in his his music which i just find so incredibly um moving and uh, motivating in particular um his closer um, I miss the old days too is, is every time I hear it, I like weep. Like I literally just can't help it. But, but with the context of the album coming before it, it just m- makes everything hit before. So like a good album does, it, it builds on itself. You can listen to songs out of context, but it works so well together. Like, like a good album. Yeah. Tyson Mossenbacher's there. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> dude you just tripped over his last name. Like a, like nah. a fool. Nah. Um, so if you haven't, heard of him or listened to that record which i mean if you haven't that makes sense because he's 
He's he's more on the underground side of things. In fact, oh, you're he, an underground. You like underground no, just, music? I'm just not like other guys. Um, but he belongs to like a Christian label, and I wouldn't call him a Christian singer songwriter. Yeah. I think he is more than that, and I would love to see him escape that uh, tooth and nail bubble in the next year. So, yeah. Noah, what are your album and honorable mentions of the year? So my honorable mention would be uh, "Cannot Be Whatsoever," which came out recently. That's Novo Amor's uh, most recent album. I'm a huge, yeah. huge Novo Amor fan. Dude, that record um, Birthplace might be one of my favorite albums of all time. At least it's in my top five. Shout out the Sweet Mates Music Show for the real fans. Yep. When we talked about that for a long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Birthplace is phenomenal. What a story. So good. And Cannot Be Whatsoever captures that, I think, again. Mm -hmm. um, and it, again, it feels like a continuation of what he's able to do. Yeah. And that kind of stuff grows. On Birthplace, there's a song, Sleepless that kind of showcases i think the best of the best blend of what he normally does with what uh he tries to do in birthplace with yeah. more percussion and more uh dynamic sounds um and cannot be whatsoever is just all of that i think it's really great yeah i, I think it's for a good reference listen to i feel better which is like a lead-off single from it um and it just shows how he's progressed as an artist from like a what some people might reduce him to a bony bear clone yes. to like, you know, he's really, he's really the Bon into, Iver. Yeah. <laughs> you might say if Justin Vernon was bony bear, Novo Amor is Bon Iver. It's true. Um, but you know, his progression as an artist is equally as interesting and yes. equally as dynamic. Now, so. I think that the reason it's my honorable mention is because a lot of those songs were released prior to the album coming out. I think like how many of them, like five or six oh, of them. Yeah. Close to half. It's, um, that's too many. That's yes. way too many. Um, I hate when people do that. Right. And and it was weird because it, there would be like a single and then that single would be on an EP and then all of the EP would be on the album. Yeah. Um, the 1975 also did that when Notes on a Conditional Form came yep. out. Like yeah. literally all their best songs were singles, which that's a whole different yes. story. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, for me that, you know, kind of just disjointed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. But top album of the year. Neighbor Susan's debut self-titled album, Neighbor Susan, is something that I've been waiting for for so long. Good and stuff, man. it delivered, man. Yeah. It delivered. It's if you if you guys have checked out uh our music Stranger James. We'll be coming back we'll to be that talking later. About a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you guys have checked out our music, then Neighbor Susan is right up that alley. Um, we've communicated with them a lot. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. They're cool. They're cool dudes. Um, they're really good at what they do. Um, that's that's my album of the year. So chill, so fun. Just bedroom pop at its finest and best. So our next category. Um, so that's album of the year. That's the big. That's the big show. The big dog. So yes. be expecting your uh, postcards in the mail. Um, different artists. <laughs> uh, so these are the songs that got us through this year. Um, these are songs that are like. I would say inspirational songs, um, motivating songs, uh, cathartic songs, um, just all of all of the above. Just yeah. because, like, this has been a difficult time if you're unaware, and sometimes, <laughs> like, could you be? Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know if you're living under a rock or something. Which it's probably safer under there, so just stay there. Somebody woke up from a coma that they had. They were in a coma <laughs> for 12 months, and the first thing they did on their phone was they looked up <laughs> strictly conversational podcasts. <laughs> They said, well, I wonder what this is all about. I'm going back under. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but so this is crazy. Patrick Stars is actually living the best life. Apparently. He's just chilling under his rock. Um, so these are just, I think, inspirational songs that helped us get through this year. Mm -hmm. um, so Noah, we'll go you first, yeah. then me, 
And then from the last category, we'll go me first, then you. Okay. So you can, yeah, you know. Um. So my honorable mention is Drifting by Good Kid. Uh, it was Fun my stuff. My go-to, like as soon as I jumped in the car, if I if I had a, a short drive or a long drifting. drive, you just do drifting and drafting. That was like, it. Need for speed. As soon as I jumped in the car, that was the first song on. I mean, so much fun. Oh man. my goodness, what a progression for them as artists. Uh, it's it's so good. Yeah, I think that it's top tier. Good kid. It's so good, kid. It's so good, kid. They're they're also a band that um we derive our stuff from, and they're also really cool people. Yeah. Um, yeah, good one. Uh, my song that got me through 2020, though, like hands down, was London by the Business District. Literally haven't heard this song. Now, I, I think I played it for you once. Uh, the EP that it comes from is Best Played All Together. Okay. Uh, it's four songs. The artist, Business District, is actually the editor for Mr. Sunday Movies videos, Ben. That's right. Yes. He, okay. He plugged his music once in a video. Isn't it? It's it's all instrumental, right? Yes. It's it's very experimental, atmospheric. Um, and like, so the, yeah, it's like ambient stuff. I yes. forgot about that. I've listened to this. Yes, I have. The the EP itself is best played all together. Um, and but I think that the closer London evokes feeling without even trying and i yeah. don't know what it is about that song that's just oh my goodness it's powerful it's powerful in a way that that music doesn't always capture because music is trying to tell a story i think that london is not necessarily telling a story outright i think that it shows you that there's a story behind it yeah but it's giving you all of the emotions yeah. and Wow, what an incredible, incredible song. Big shout out to Business District. Big shout out to Ben from Canada from Mr. Sunday Movies Videos. Yeah. Um, yeah, great stuff. Um, now, you had brought this up before, but your honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, it's I Know the End by Phoebe Bridgers, which is the closer on Punisher. Um, it's so interesting because Phoebe is has been known previously, even in her boy genius and better oblivion stuff, it's like, Really, really chill, sad girl stuff. Like, that's kind of what she does. Right. Um, and, you know, and throughout Punisher, you get a lot of variation. You get Chinese satellites. And Kyoto is, like, kind of a straightforward 90s, like, a 90s ballad, which yeah. is, you know, really cool to see from her. Um, but I Know the End is just this absolute banger of a tune that builds in a way that I literally wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, and just the guitars and the drums just all coming together. And it's basically just, like learning how to survive the apocalypse and it's yeah. like learning how to live with the fact that the world is ending and every day feels like the apocalypse. And so when you hear something so cathartic and so just like, you know, I know how you're feeling and I'm there too. Um, it's just, it's just such a fun and uh, electric song to listen to, not only from her progression as an artist, but like living in the place that we've been living this entire time. Um, it's just insane. And how it like ends the record with just like a primal scream. Yeah. It's just, it's just so electrifying. And it's just, I'm like, I'm on my hands are in the air right now because it's, it's just, it's He's going so crazy. It's so good. Um, and yeah, it's best listened to in context, but you know, um, if you want to listen to it out of context, you, you get the same energy out of it. And, you learn how to cope with being in a constant apocalypse. Um, Great. So I know the end by Phoebe Bridgers. What an absolute jam. Um, and my my song that got me through the year has been a, a consistent one. Um, it's um, The Road, The Rocks, and the Weeds by John Mark McMillan. Um, one of my favorite records is People with, People with Dreams, which is his newest record. And it's basically just talking about like going back to a place of being enchanted with God. Um, and we've like lost this, this sense of enchantment with creation and 
with um, the spirit of God and the move, moving of God and all these different things. And I think John Mark puts it in perspective once again. Um, and essentially this song, The Road, the Rocks, and the Weeds, is, is the parable of the sower, um, but just put in the music. And I think just like when, when a year that is, is this defeating and this um, continually upsetting, hearing lines like, I've got no answers um, about heartbreak and cancer, but a savior who suffers them with me. It's just, I don't know, it hits different. Um, and that coming back to that over and over and over again, those words and those um, powerful, powerful sentiments. Um, they really mean something. God do be hitting differently. Yeah. yeah. When you're just like, I've got nowhere else to go. Um, it, it really does make a huge difference. Um, so check out that record. Insane stuff really, really puts things in perspective, but that song in particular has just really motivated and inspired me all year. Yeah. Um, your best bop of the year, Bailey. So, so yeah, this next category, our final category, is, is the bop of the year. What has been Jim jamming, bit bopping, bracken bracken around? What is he doing? I don't even know. He's scatting. I think I'm speaking in tongues right now. <laughs> <laughs> speaking in tongues is just scatting. Yeah. Scooby bop 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 and bop. Are we about to make that? Are we about to split off into a religious scatting band? <laughs> Pinta scatnel. No, that's not it. That we'll workshop. Work. We'll, we'll work. We'll figure it out. Um, so my 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 honorable mention bop of the year. Mm -hmm. This is gonna make Noah so angry. It's uh, a Scatscopalian. Yeah, that's it. I okay, that's it. I it's just so good. It. It's Scatscopalian. Uh, please come to our church. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Dynamite by BTS. You know An absolute jam, guys. I'm gonna sit back and just let this uh, it's happen. So good. Like I heard it for the first time when I was like, "This is sunshine" as, as a song, and it's got a key change. Oh my gosh, it's their first song in the English language completely, and they just out of the park it's so good i'm a bts army now um not like officially i don't love all their stuff all the time but like this song just converted me i just love it so much there was one day that i listened to it literally 14 times in a row i'm aware every time that i walked outside I'm aware. i listened to it <laughs> it's just so good but my official... bailey, bailey strutted more that day i was just like he long strides just down the freaking mallway it was just crazy um but my favorite bop of the year is if you're too shy let me know by the 1975 from their 2020 record notes on a conditional form what a song what an absolute bop i mean the horn not the horn section the saxophone yes. solo in that song is just like silky smooth and just like it's everything that they've done on previous records in terms of their bops may it be like ugh or um, the sound the, the sound uh songs like that settle down chocolate uh, what was like the big bop from their last record? From their last record, um, was give yourself a try. Yourself a try. Love, love it if we made, made it. it. Um, but like it's all of those songs, but like to just to the next level. Yes. It, it's such a bop, and it's so '80s, but it's so like current too. Oh, I love. It just that reminds song. me of what it reminds me of where they came from and why they're good at it. Exactly. Yeah. And why they're the best at it. Like yep. so many bands have tried to do this '80s evocative style. I'd fail, but they keep doing it over and over again so successfully. Yeah. So that song literally never gets old. Bailey needs so to take a breather now. Woo! All right. Breath. What are your bops of the year, Mr. George? My honorable mention. We'll go quick. We'll wrap this up soon. Okay. We've got our last category as kind of our closer. Yeah. Um, but my last my my last thing, honorable mention for best bop of the year, 
Caution by the Killers. Dude, they're they're back. They came back swinging. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. Wonderful, wonderful. Stoink. That stinker. That, that record was a stinker. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was it was disheartening for me. The Killers are my favorite band. My all time favorite band. 100. And it was disheartening in a way that was just you know it's not like I have any stake in saying like guys what are you doing of course i'm just a fan and they right. have millions of fans yeah but um it just seemed very regressive battleborn is something that i hold on to very 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 Talk tightly about like an 80s evocative record that just bops, 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 ba- bops people didn't love battleborn because it was too different from what they were doing before yeah um we're not here to talk about battleborn though we're here to talk about caution caution came back and brought them back in just a way that was like we know what we're doing. Yeah. Don't fret none. Well, we're the kings of this. Right. We're, we're, they we're, are. We, they dropped their crowns for a while, but they're back on their heads. And I, I like, I applaud them for doing what they wanted to do with Wonderful Wonderful. Yeah. It's fine. Coming back with caution. And I'm not going to say like, oh, finally, you're making good music again. Like, no, right. I know that what they're capable of and they know what they're capable of too. And for sure. I think it just, it came back in a way that maybe I needed to remind myself like, hey, they're not dead yet. Yeah. Uh, I've never been more overjoyed to like walk through Target and hear a song yeah, playing right? in caution. <laughs> um, okay. That's my honorable mention. Uh, imploding the, the Mirage, the whole record is also really good. It is. So, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, my bop of the year. <laughs> Bar none. Bar none. Bar none is Yellow Jacket by Stranger James, Dude. which is out today. Bow, 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 bow. It's out oh. on all streaming platforms today. Today, today. <laughs> Go listen to it. I don't know how to promote stuff on radio. Man, I don't have that kind of power. I don't know how to do it. But give it a listen. It's so good. It's, it's great. So good. It's, I, I I love where it's at. I think it's really phenomenal. We've had such good feedback. We had such good feedback from Peppermint, so we knew what we were doing. Yeah. We knew what people like to hear. And I think that this is something that like just really, really steps it up. Yeah. And also I know that we're headed in a good direction from it. Like that's just really exciting. The response we've had so far has been really exciting. The connection that we've had with other bands has been really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so, so, so glad that it's out. So check out Peppermint. To, to, not, but, <laughs> well, I'll do that. Check but... out Peppermint if you haven't already, but check out Yellow Jacket today. Uh, just for reference, if you don't remember, Stranger James is the band that Noah is a part of. It's true. Um, with Jake Lazarski and Silas DeGeorge, his brother. Um Thomas yeah. George Noah's brother. Yes. For record. Um, but Yellow Jacket's just such a jam, and I'm so proud of these guys and the work that they've done and how they've progressed as artists already. Second single. Second under single. Their belts. All right. Um, well, so this is our last what have we been reading, watching, and listening to um of the year. So Noah, what have you been reading and watching and listening to as of late? Um Boy, I didn't really think much about this. We can go quick. I mean, Gravity Falls is one. Gravity Falls is one. We've been, we've been catching up on How I Met Your Mother. Yep. I just finished Legend of Korra, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking on Netflix for new things to watch because I haven't revisited Netflix yeah. in a while. Send Noah some recs. Yeah. Um, yeah, send him some recommendations. Uh, he's um, in a right now. Yeah, as far as like listening to things, um, Good Kids EP just came out. Uh, and it's two weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I think. Um, and it's got it's got some really good stuff on it. Um, really, really proud of them in the way that they've progressed. Uh, they do have one song on there that is just so 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 different from everything they've done, and it's awesome. Uh, it's very. Yeah, that's uh, the one like in the middle of the album that I really like. Um, probably Pox because that's the that's, that's the one. That's yes. the one. Yeah, yeah, it's I very hippocampus one. evocative. Yeah. Um, 
yeah great stuff yeah really? uh, yeah what have i been watching to listen to um i gravity falls and how i met your mother are the two biggest ones um we're almost done with gravity falls and we just started season eight of how i met your mother um I just started uh, replaying uh, Jedi Fallen Order today. Fun stuff. So that one's a good time had by all. Mandalorian. Oh, uh, boy. Season four. Um, season, season four. four. <laughs> uh, episode four of season two uh, premiered today. Uh, we, As of recording, we haven't seen it yet. But Ahsoka Tano is going to be live action. It's insane. We we the might world, get something. I don't know, man. The world's going to explode. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait for um, yeah, it. Yeah, so it's that's really, really great exciting. so far. Um, yeah, but listening to uh, last this past week, um, Bleachers Jack Antonoff released a oh, new song boy. called Chinatown with Bruce Springsteen, and it's incredible. It's literally so good. Oh my gosh! Listen, Noah hates Bruce Springsteen because Santa Claus is coming no, to town. I hate him. Yeah, he hates that guy literally so much. I don't understand it. He's the boss. He's the legend. Um, you wish you could be like him. No, I don't. <laughs> you wish you could. Put a red bandana in your blue jeans and call that good. Ah. And people don't call you the boss, no, and they call him the boss. He can be the boss. Anyway, Bleacher's new song is amazing, and I'm so glad that he's back making music again. Um, I loved Gone Now. So whatever he releases in 2021, I'm gonna freaking eat up like it's cake. Cake. Like it's beef stroganoff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's it. That's the show. That's the show. So special shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden for writing and composing our theme. Again, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and you can find me at BaileyJames1215 on Instagram and at BaileyJHunt on Twitter. And I'm your co-host, Noah DeGeorge. You can always find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our podcast at Strictly Conversational Podcast, also on Instagram. Uh, listen to Yellow Jacket today. Yes, if you, if please. You, yeah, if you get a Share chance, it. listen to it as many times as you possibly can. Big thing, if, uh, if you're on Instagram and you follow our page, uh, we'll have posted something. Uh, we're going to do a quick thing where it's like for 24 hours, if you share our post on your story or something, um, then we will give you a follow back yeah. on our Instagram. And then follow them on TikTok and on Instagram as well. Yeah, and we've got fun stuff coming. Yeah, and uh, they're doing they're accepting some challenges right now, so that'll be fun to challenge them on some things. Yeah. Um, next That's time, it. we'll see what happens. Uh, join us for season two in January. Thanks so much for joining us on this wonderful, wonderful ride. Um, you know, in the meantime... As always, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously. Have an amazing holiday season. Um, show grace and be thankful and show joy and all the things the holidays bring. And just hug your families really, really tight uh, and be careful. And don't forget to wear a mask. We will see you next time. We'll see you next time.